0: Oh, oh, one more thing. Well, listen, there's one more thing. Uh, just one more thing. Yes, just one more thing. A podcast all about Colombo. I'm John Morris. And I'm
1: RJ White. This time we're talking about Playback. Originally broadcast March 2nd, 1975. Written by David P. Lewis and Booker Bradshaw. Directed by Bernard Kowalski. And starring Oscar Werner. Gene Rollins, Robert Brown, of course, Peter Falk as
0: Columbo. And every episode of the podcast, we're joined by a special guest to help us discuss the episode. This time, we're welcoming cartoonist Dylan McConus. But before we bring her on, Aj, have you done something different with your hair? Harold
1: Van Wyck <laughs> is the president of his mother-in-law's... Ah, oh, wait, hold on. All right, there, just had to, to clap to activate the music bed underneath this. Harold Van Wick is the president of his mother-in-law's Electronics Corporation, producing such futuristic and possible devices as digital watches, videotape recorders, the Clapper. But, (laughs) Mom's had it up to here with his endless technological tinkering, as well as his R&D with women other than her daughter, and wants to kick his dramatic ass to the curb. So, using the type of security cam trickery you usually only see in heist flicks, he stages a burglary. Then he shoots her from just out of camera range and rigs up a videotape so the body's not discovered until he's safely making time with the ladies at a local art opening. But, all the doors in the mansion are rigged open to sharp sudden sounds. Say, John, uh, refresh yeah. my recollection, what kind of sound does a gunshot usually make?
0: Uh, I haven't heard one in a long time, but I, I hear they're short and uh, I've read where they're sharp.
1: And sudden, perhaps, yes. Uh, often also sudden. Yeah. Well, that proves to be a problem because this wheelchair-bound wife is still in the house and a creepily licked clown highlighted by a sharp, sudden sound may provide a vital clue. Sadly, the clown can't talk. But when Columbo is assigned to the case, quickly things, fall, things quickly fall apart for the gadget-loving, bull-cut killer as Lieutenant solves the case by shooting a box of dirt and using detective methods cribbed for a big boy kids meals spot the difference place match (laughs) dylan welcome to the program hello everyone so uh when offered uh the choice of uh the the handful of episodes we have left uh, you picked this one uh why exactly did you choose playback
2: uh, because Mrs. Colombo was too terrifying a prospect for me. Very She's understandable. Cool. Yes. Smart. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Good. Good. Good idea. Uh,
2: more. M- more honestly. Well, no. Actually, that was pretty honest. Uh, <laughs> I was surprised that nobody had picked this one because it's pretty cuckoo, uh, and it has the dog. Yes. Uh, it has. It has questionable use of technology. It has mm-hmm. at least one fantastic wig. Uh, I I remembered it I remembered it very clearly from my epic uh all Columbo run through before it went off of Netflix. So I, I I think this one's maybe not a winner, but definitely a keeper.
1: Well it it's it's odd you mentioned that because I had not seen this one until I watched it um think about a year or so ago and then watched it again for uh, the podcast. And I did not remember it at all uh from when I watched uh pretty much all of Colombo, growing up with my parents, this thing, I just, yeah, it was just not there. And I don't know if it's because I hadn't seen it or as I kind of felt like maybe I just sort of, it didn't make an impression to me at all way back when. So I don't know. Um,
2: yeah. Or so a syndication I, schedule or something.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 Um, because in my opinion of it, it could have been the fact that it just didn't really stick to the brain ribs for me really. Um <laughs> I don't know, uh, John. What how, there, how, how about you? What do you? How, what's your uh, feeling on this one so far?
0: So I I know that I saw it years ago when I was doing my Colum- my Columbo binge, and I do not remember it. Hmm. So, uh, I my wife and I ended up watching it. I think six times leading up to this. My gosh! I wow. know. Wow. But the thing is, it's hypnotic. I I really? really kept finding myself. Yeah, and, 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 and I don't then it puts you to sleep. In and then it, it puts me in, It's like when you rub a chicken's beak, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using the phrase hypnotic lightly. I mean, we oh would my. watch it and we kind of shoot jokes at it because a lot, like, the opening is very bizarre where you just see this man drawing a cock and balls on the wall with his shoe. Okay, yes. All right, then. Right? Yeah. And then he's dressed... For some reason, he's dressed like a, a European clown. <laughs> he looks like... I understand he's just trying to obscure his shape, but it looks like he's trying to pin the crime on Jacques Tati. Uh, And so we're like not really expecting a lot out of this episode. And then all of a sudden, all the witticisms happen in the drawing room. Yeah. And that that lures you back in, and then that's it. I'm just, for the rest of the episode, I'm just stupefied watching it.
1: It's got its hooks in you.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: The thing is, Oscar Werner, I mean, the thing I mostly associate him with is um, uh, Fahrenheit 451. And that's the thing, uh, I saw that like late at night when I was in high school, I came home late from a date and I'm flipping channels and it was on at like uh, midnight, one in the morning and I sat there transfixed. That's the thing I always think of to this day with this guy. And I haven't really seen many other things ex- except for this and the two things in terms of how they grabbed me could not be further apart. It's just this, what? I don't know.
2: This is one of his last uh, his last acting credits on. Film. Really? Oh, yeah. He uh, apparently developed a bit of a drinking problem during Fahrenheit 451. Oh, no. Uh, and he I mean, he came out of a, a pretty intense life. He and his wife um, hid out basically in Germany during World War Two. She was half Jewish. He was an actor with left wing politics.
1: Not so, not popular. With their regime. Yeah, so yeah. They,
2: they they had a rough go of it. He always really preferred uh, live theater, so film and television were kind of what he what he did to get by. Uh, oh. But this was this is really one of his last credits before he gave up the screen and just pretty much exclusively did some stage appearances, and then died, I believe, in the in the mid 80s of a heart attack. Oh, nice! I th- I think his working career was really curtailed by the drinking.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well now I now I feel bad about uh
2: Yeah now that it did I'm, not now being now a big fan I'm of this really episode. Struggling. Oh
1: dear. I mean this was a fine effort then by all involved. I apologize for anything I've said already. I uh <clears throat> Okay. Uh. Um Just to the dog. Just <laughs> Oh, dog's greatness. Dogs. dog's greatness. Actually, uh, if you could expand, uh, Dylan, a little bit. I, I love the weird questionable technology. If you could uh, kind of go on a bit more about what you meant by that, because I think that's a very fun, um, odd aspect to this episode.
2: Yeah, I think this is one of the earliest in- instances, at least for this era of video technology, of a detective solving a case using enhanced
0: Right, yes, yes, <laughs>
1: because I, I, I swear to goodness that, that I I did stuff in college in like the uh, uh, 90s with video stuff, and you weren't able to do that then, so you would not have been able to do that back in 1975. You're like, oh, make that clearer. Zoom yeah, in the, on this.
2: The, the giveaway clue is like two lines of video data. There's there's just no way it yeah, that would have to zoom in and be able to read type on a piece of paper. Right, that's why I right. love the,
0: the, the guy, the engineer who said when Columbo says, Can you enlarge this? And he just goes, Yeah, no problem. Yeah, sure. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> just so dismissive, like, yeah, that's that's what we do all day here. We make perfect photographs out of the smallest little bits of C R T video.
1: Well, well I, you know,
2: uh, nineteen seventy five, I'm sure it all seemed feasible. Oh well, sure, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well it even seemed feasible to uh Columbo at one point, which I love that he wanted the videotapes and he said, Oh can the police do it Oh I, I assume we have the technology back at police headquarters to do this. It turns out, no, he had to go to the guy's company to do it, right. which I kind of like that little turnaround. It's not explicit, but, yeah. He's it's figured a nice little LAPD. bit of
2: staging, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, there's, there's a ton of gadgetry in this episode, and it's, it's kind of made fun of as being this guy's downfall, both as a businessman and as a murderer is that he's just got too many little gadgets and what's-its going all at the same time, and uh, one of them ends up catching him out.
1: Right, well, actually, he has. Van Wick has a line in it where he specifically talks about technology and the fact that the more complex system is, the more it's exposed to problems, right. which that's exactly what happens to his plot, his murder plot, and it's just, yeah. Which I, 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 I have to
0: admit, with that being said, usually the way that technology messes up in Colombo is he was so concerned with the gigantic flashy piece of technology that he forgot some small parts. So like, is it, uh, is it fade into murder where he, we yes, asked Wade Fowler makes the videotape play at a wrong time, automatically recording and playing back <clears throat> to, to frame his friend, but he forgets to reset a watch or sets it wrong, I think. So oh, it's I... the simple piece of technology that screws him up.
1: I think, and I I was think him, ex- him it's the uh, I think it's it's um, fingerprints inside a glove or something like that. He oh, didn't think about that because he was just trying to be too clever with everything else. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's that's how it always screws him up. And this one, I, it, the technology didn't screw him up, right? It, no, yes, it was something very basic and old fashioned. Yeah, yeah, it was staging. I mean, the, te- the technology caught him, I the, guess, but it but wasn't because worked. he was using it wrong. It, it, yeah. it was
1: like the details and the staging and just a simple human thing of putting something on a desk where you always put it. That's mm-hmm. what screwed him over. If he just hadn't have put that invitation where he always puts those envelopes, he would have been fine. Free and clear. Nothing.
0: Yeah. That's the a technology good idea, but actually I would, helped him. Yeah, I was really expecting one of the pieces of technology. Like the, the, When the door thing came up, I thought, all right, there you go. I was expecting the in-house yes. technology. I thought like the the wheelchair ramp would turn into a trebuchet because he put something <laughs> for the wrong slot, or something would happen, and then uh, Gina Rowlands wouldn't be able to go out and garden in her gorgeous flowing gown yeah, and right. dishwashing yeah. gloves. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's what I was expecting. It was kind of neat that it was just he overlooked something very simple.
1: Yeah, you know what? Actually, now that you mention that, that is kind of... Yeah, okay, I like I like this a little bit better because of that. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it that way, but okay. Yeah, you won me over a little bit with that. That's, okay, we got one. That helps. One. Okay, that helps. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, can so we... it's,
2: it's not dissimilar from the Dick Van Dyke episode that way, where oh, uh, yes. his his photograph ultimately has a, a logic flaw in it.
1: Oh, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It doesn't work through time travel. <laughs> what? Yes. It doesn't work through time travel. You have to have
0: a certain... Same Same here. The photos have to come in a certain... You can't travel back and change right. anything that's in the photo. Right.
1: Well, one thing I was I was freaking out because... Um, uh, yeah, because I said before I did TV stuff way back when, when it was on the, the kind of uh, verge of switching from um, the analog stuff to just completely digital things, the, the way he had to be doing the patch cords back and mm-hmm. forth to make it work, that was making me kind of stressed out, actually, because I know I would just completely stress... I would just mess that out, mess that up completely. <laughs> like, the having to have the different things plugged in the slots, I know I would not be able to keep track of that. Back then, we had to do that sort of thing, editing from, like, deck to deck. I just, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was freaky. that you had to do that back but then. It, yeah.
2: It didn't worry him because he's a sociopath. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: that helps. That helps a great
2: so deal, too. So his anxiety circuits are a little dampened down.
1: Well, and it's, also, it's why is, re-
0: oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say it was and this is really gonna take us a different topic, sorry, but it was just so strange that they waited so long to really cement that he didn't love his wife.
1: Did it take that long?
0: Well, I mean it's implied and he's cold and aloof and she's very warm, but she's very adoring, and they do trade witticisms back and forth. I think he's really condescending.
1: I guess, but, but I think with the with the mother in law threatening the blackmail immediately. Yeah, but I mean, that has, seems and then, and then after he kills mother-in-law, just going right out to try to make time with uh, the lady at the art gallery, well, I didn't that's really get that his, he was into her.
0: His wife's in a wheelchair. Maybe they have a special arrangement. Dylan, could you ask Erica about this? They might have to do a comic on it. Uh, they, uh, sure, yeah.
2: It, it could be consensual. There's there's no way to, to know. But the fact that he has contempt for her as opposed right. to he is trying to position himself beautifully uh, in all other respects in his life. Yeah, that's, that's the problem.
1: Yeah, I think he's just very mercenary about it more than anything yeah, else. It's, and he, it's he's it's, a, into, it's a thing of convenience for him more than anything.
0: It's yeah,
2: just he's a, not trying to kill her off.
0: No, no, no. It was just later in the episode when she's hugging him and she says, thank God you weren't there. And he asks her why and she says, I would have lost you too. And he looks so uncomfortable, like, fuck, I'm going to have to kill her now. <laughs> huh. Basically, that was like the only time I saw where he hated being with her as opposed to, you know, he was trying to go set his alibi up. He's like, honey, go to bed. No, it's fine. You'll be okay. And I got to go. Well, set up an incredibly complicated alibi
1: because he does. He doesn't see her as a threat until she actually tries to assert herself in terms of taking the company over. And then Mm -hmm. and she is. And then that's it. Because up to that point, oh, she's my wife in the wheelchair. Blah, blah, blah. Her mother is the Mm -hmm. real threat. But then when his wife actually, well, maybe I should be running things for a bit. Then, then it's a problem for him because it just hasn't been for all that time. And also, can, can we talk about the mother? She's sure. not great either because in terms, <laughs> in terms of her, she is not necessarily upset that he is cheating on her daughter because she's not going to tell her daughter about her. She's just going to use it as a cudgel against him. It's like, sure. why wouldn't you tell your daughter that this guy is cheating on you is hurting you? No, she's not. She has no intention of doing that, which I thought was
0: kind of lousy.
1: No,
2: she she clearly has contempt for her daughter as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Ugh. She straight out to his, you know, to her face is just sneering at her for sleeping with that guy, you know, oh. which that's a weird thing for a mother to do. Yeah, or I just, maybe not. Uh,
1: it's, it's, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I didn't.
0: I thought I do have to say I thought she was a lot of fun to watch. She and, and oh, the her, mother. Uh, oh yeah, the two yeah, of them she together. and her together. Were fun. And she enjoys her brandy. Oh, she does little dances when she's drunk. She stumbles around and waves her hands. Good and Lord. She learned how to be a drunk for a nineteen forties film. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, I loved it. That's good I, I enjoyed yeah.
2: all the Chopin also. That was really nice. Yes. Ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. Boy, was it? <laughs> oh, I'm not, it a show, it I'm not much of a Chopin fan because I feel like he's the Sorcerer's Apprentice, but with music instead of brooms. <sighs> I know. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's my podcast. I am not care. <laughs> RJ Dwight? RJ Dwight, get out. Yeah, no, I don't care. I... Okay. Oh, RJ refuses to take. I have to disagree. I'm going to be
1: uh... You
2: could just take your microphone to a different room. That
1: would yeah, satisfy. <laughs>
0: yeah. I'll do the rest of this from the kitchen.
1: Why why on earth was the uh, little video security room made up completely different from the rest of the house and looking like some sort of 1970s Logan's run sort of module <laughs> thing. Did that seem like a bit incongruous? I don't know if they would just he set that up because he wanted to look kind of seventies futuristic or whatnot, but it was very strange.
0: Oh, you and, mean the the little metal room in that Yeah,
1: the metal room yeah. that he used to actually kind of edit the tapes
0: and stage things. Well, it was just a, very bizarre. That's a static free room, isn't it? I don't know. I, I, mean, I...
1: sure I guess it is. <laughs> it just looked to me like somebody had seen <laughs> rollerball and thought this is what the future would look like.
0: But the video tapes googling what static free rooms look like.
2: The, the, I mean, the, the house is a reused set from another episode.
1: Yeah, that's I, actually, that was a weird thing. This, this episode kind of seemed like a cheaper one. It came towards the end of this season, so it did seem like things were reused and just kind of concentrated in just a couple of locations and seemed a bit economical.
2: They splurged on the art gallery scene.
0: Yeah,
1: I think so, yes.
0: That's probably yeah. Each of those each of those things cost hundreds of dollars. Seven. Yes. Hundred <laughs> dollars.
1: I thought that scene went on a little long. I thought it was okay. It is filler. It it is definitely filler. Well, that's a thing too. This episode isn't one of the uh, extra length ones, and yet it still feels like there's a lot of filler in it, which is strange it, to me.
2: It's definitely like a, a hot dog kind of episode. Where they're just, like, there's the thing with the cold, there's the dog, there's the hair, the German accent, there's the Uh, art gallery and the gag about the air conditioning unit, and then uh, there's the dirt, there's the garden dirt, and the clown, and the wheelchair, there's just, there's a whole lot in that There's
0: two gotchas, there's two different gotchas in this episode.
2: Yeah, Um, it's a little little shaggy. There are some really nice moments, but it doesn't, doesn't quite together in that nice tight net that some of the others I was so yeah. happy
0: for you Jay cuz I thought with um uh the brother right I thought that's the most poor bastard I have ever seen
1: He he sort of is but there wasn't and enough I, of him there wasn't enough of it I, know, I was I expecting to get set up Yeah I thought, I thought he was something. going to get set up and he just did nothing Now there at the beginning and then I kind of felt as though this episode was a script uh, that had been laying around in someone's file drawer for a long time submitted to a bunch of shows and then finally submitted to Columbo and the writing staff put the columboisms into it and there you go you got an episode of this because they maybe had gotten to the end of what was a season 4 season no god this episode was uh yeah season 4 it's toward the end of yeah. season 4 so I kind of got the feeling like maybe Okay, here's a good one. We can just uh, sort of add the Columbo stuff to it, and it's a nice, easy one to do. Uh, Gina and Peter—they work well together. It'll be fine. It'll be great. Get this one out the door, and there we are. It just—it felt like it could have been dropped into any sort of detective show in the seventies, but you put the Columbo stuff in it to make it very Columbo specific, and that's I don't add know. some
2: runtime. Yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, by adding so all, all of
0: this being said, there were. I think some great moments that maybe even maybe deserve to be in a better episode, but
1: oh, that's a good way to put it. Okay. What do you mean? Yeah.
0: Please. Col- Columbo shooting a gun. The only time. Oh, on that camera.
1: was, that was good. Yes. And, and, and just really cementing in his complete and utter dislike of guns. I thought that yeah. was a really great way to do
0: it. Yeah. It was no, highlight. Easily the best scene, actually. Unfortunately.
1: Yeah. No, it was Uh, great. Uh, Having yeah, being so nervous, taking the gun uh, from the uniformed officer, making sure the safety uh, Mm -hmm. was set, and just looking uh, for the way Falk played it was so great. The way he just didn't like any single bit of doing it, but he knew he had to Mm -hmm. in order to uh, try to lay out um, his his theory. Yeah.
2: No, it's like he was handling a snake.
1: Yes. Oh, that's a great way to put it. Yes. Exactly. Uh, yes.
0: I yes. also really loved the uh, the scene in Ernie's Delicatessen, the only delicatessen I've ever seen that has a bar.
1: It's a – why do they call it that? It's a bar. He's in a bar I someplace.
0: Know. Mike Lally's but, in that scene too, by the way. He is. He's at, He's at the snack table. bar. Yep. He's nice. <laughs> the
1: nice Mike Lally um, sighting. Sat-
0: yeah. Uh, I liked that I love the bartender comes out of the men's room colombo does that you got any ketchup he just points to the bottle when when colombo has a second complaint and the guy's trying to watch the game and he does that he puts his finger out and then he does a little squishing motion and then he says give me a minute (laughs) (laughs) which which is the most bartender sick of this shit action that i have seen replicated on tv ever (laughs) <laughs> i loved it i thought it was delightful
1: and I, I was really hoping that the uh one of the football teams was going to be the one from um
0: right it the, would just uh, be the, the most dangerous game yeah
1: the most dangerous game but uh sadly no it, it's it's one of los angeles's other like 20 fictional professional football teams <laughs> over the decades
0: darn i was so, hoping somebody needs to make to make a list
1: of that i'm sure it's on wikipedia Fiction, oh, well. I'm sure there's an article on Wikipedia for fictional Los Angeles sports teams. I'm sure yeah. It's got to be up there.
0: <laughs> Googling. <clears throat> so what other wait? What other scenes were there outside of the house? Because I have to embarrassedly admit that after the first watching this, I couldn't remember anything happening outside the house.
1: Uh, that's it. Well, uh, unless you count the exterior of the house. Mm-hmm. Right the, yes, there's the, a bunch.
0: Where, where Oscar Werner
1: is very nice <coughs> about uh, letting wanting dog to be allowed outside of the car. That's very nice right. of him. That's one of the few nice things that character does. But then uh, a couple minutes later, uh, I think it's a bit of a power move forcing uh, Columbo to take his shoes off before entering the house. Where well, Columbo has yeah. been in the house already with his shoes on. But whatever. Yeah.
2: Been walking in the dirt, but but eh, still. It does seem to be another red herring where you're like, oh, there's going to be something about shoe prints on the carpet. And that's going to be. Nope.
0: Yeah. No. There's so many red herrings. Uh, um, what's her name? Um, oh, I had it. The 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 actress who played the um, assistant at the art gallery mm-hmm. that he hits on really early on. And later on, she plays um, Amidala's mother in Star Wars, I think.
2: Wait, that what? Patric- Patricia Barry? Really?
1: Yes. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea. Uh, I yeah. It uh, I don't no, it's not Patricia
0: Actually, hold on a second. All right, I'm going to look... I, I yeah. had it a minute ago. I lost oh, it. no, no, you're confusing... Uh, Trisha Noble's
1: mother with uh, Lo- Trisha, Lana, was, Lana Barnes from Ghostwriter.
0: It was Trisha uh, Noble who oh, played... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, Marcy Hubbard, okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh, I did not realize Yeah, that.
0: but Very, she got... They did a real focus on her in a way that said, "Remember this character."
1: Yeah, and it was like, "Yeah, she just." Eh.
0: And then, no, uh, she's basically going to be kind of slightly snide about Columbo. The end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's strange. You guys are actually lowering my opinion of this episode as we go. <laughs> I
2: think. I think we're all lowering our opinion. <laughs> well, no, because
1: it,
0: it's a weird. It's a weird one. I don't.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's very strange thing because I think uh, uh, John, as you said. There are bits and pieces of it, there are scenes that seem like, oh, okay, well, this is this is good, this is good, but you kind of wish it uh, was in a better episode or a different yeah. episode. And I think chief among those kind of elements, uh, Gina Rollins, you get excited because you think, oh, Gina Rollins with Peter Falk, an episode of Columbo, this is going to be something. And she's not given a lot to do except just kind of be sad. And the thing. Yeah. And she does it well. She does a great job in this, but it just maybe, me uh, wish that she had been in another episode with a much larger part, maybe even being a killer. Would have been great to see her as, like, one of the murderers mm-hmm. in an episode. But yeah, I, I had to yeah. I had
2: to look up her IMDB listing just to make sure that she hadn't been in another episode. But no, nope.
1: this was it. Yeah, like, to have her have something at, at the uh, level of uh, the Cassavetes being in something, that would have been great. And... Yeah. Yeah, it's it's odd that this was. Yeah, her her brush with Columbo. It's it's kind of. I mean, she's she does wonderful work in it, but I kind of wish there had been more, or she'd been something else where you can actually see her do something great with it. And yeah, it was odd.
0: She and Werner obviously have fun playing together, and she and Falk obviously have a lot of fun. Oh yeah, playing no together. The scenes.
1: The scenes and, with that's her and about Falk it. are great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All yeah.
1: right. Yeah.
0: Are we, we're kind of wrapping this one up after half an hour. No, 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 no,
1: no, I mean, I've, I've got some other stuff here too. I mean, um, all right, let's hit it. Well, actually I'm scrolling through and I, maybe I was speaking a bit hastily there.
0: I I have (laughs) something to talk about. You don't want me to. Oh, okay. Go ahead, John. All right, Dylan, I need your expert opinion here. Yeah, I'm here. In the very, in the very last scene. When Werner is for some reason Christ like displaying his body along a bank of computers. Did you notice anything about the inappropriateness of that scene? We'll say
2: Wow, now I'm now I'm frightened that I've been incepted somehow. Uh, I, uh no, yes.
0: this no. is like the Stay what thing. did
2: I? What did I miss?
0: Uh, I am of the opinion that Werner's whole hog is on display.
1: I don't think so. I think I think it's
0: I think it's like the first episode of Cure of Your Enthusiasm. I think it's a
1: fold in the pants that you're you're misinterpreting. I don't think that's it. I don't.
0: Yeah. I will, However, I did put a, a Twitter poll out with a screen cap, and it's sixty nine to thirty one. Nice in nice. favor. Yeah. Of course. Oh, of course, mom. it is.
1: They did that on Of oh, okay. course, it is. Nobody else vote. Um,
0: I'm, I'm definitely Team Hog, I'll tell you what.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I think it's just unfort I mean, if you're gonna do that, I think it's unfortunate to uh, costuming because if you're gonna do that, yet, I mean, we made that kind of uh, the Roddy McDowell episode. His pants were uncomfortably tight. So yeah, I, think, it, I have, think it's just a yeah, situation yeah. like that. Maybe. I don't think it's a. I don't think it's excitement. In the acting or anything like that, however you put it, this is a weird. It's that like good a scene.
0: This is a weird. I'll, I'll give you one possibility. He does carry his remotes in his pants pockets.
1: Sure, there you oh, go. Yeah, maybe that's, that's a, a possible. Yes.
0: There's I, however, tubular remotes. Stick. Anyway,
1: well, actually, okay, get away from that. But also looking at <laughs> oh, the tubular end of the remotes. That's yeah. the name of my band. Yeah, there you go. I gotta write. The thing is, I think um, Oscar Werner's uh, acting. Well, I mean, his acting is good throughout. But I think for this character, it gets uh, much better, much more interesting as the tension starts ratcheting up from Columbo. I think the character becomes a lot more interesting, like in the back half or back quarter of this episode, where it just becomes a lot more interesting to watch.
2: He doesn't start out as chummy with Columbo, as a lot of the murderers do.
1: No, but when he starts getting the frustration, I think his acting gets a little bit more interesting with it. Like the frustration with it and everything, I think, is actually uh, quite good.
0: That is definitely a meltdown for the ages at the end.
1: Oh, yeah, no, it's great. A meltdown to a certain point, and then he realizes, okay, there's no point to this, I'm done. Yep. And the <laughs> handcuffs come out, and he says, that's ah, not necessary. It's a that's great it's a great night sharp night. cutoff where he realizes, no, you can't do it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, this just doesn't matter. This doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> All right, I'm going. <laughs> I'm going off for the hoose cow finished i can't that salvage was
2: th- this one
1: yeah i thought that was actually nice yeah that was actually uh that was actually pretty good i thought
0: um <laughs> Here's moments.
1: the the art gallery scene yeah we talked about it a bit the we we touched on briefly i thought the air conditioning joke was kind of like eh. how'd you guys think of that it's, bit
2: it's it's a it's a gimme for sure
1: uh good way to put it yeah
0: and yeah. it just the only thing I didn't like is that they milked it. Like that's a quickie joke. Yes. Yes. You know, but
1: You're not gonna uh-huh. tell her, right? And then uh, twenty minutes later, Oh, <laughs> let me tell you this joke that just happened over there. Like, oh yes, no, 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 please don't.
2: I mean I we were good. I did I did enjoy uh the uh the the gallerist being slowly dangled into deeper and deeper despair as Columbo starts going yes. into how his wife gets paint by number painting right taking him and like, seriously
1: if, <laughs> yeah
2: if anybody who has ever worked a table at a comics convention uh, as a couple of us on this podcast have knows what it is like to begin a perfectly decently promising not amazing but solid conversation and then just watch as it goes further and further <laughs> south and you realize that you were talking to somebody who really has no clue how deeply they are insulting
1: your life's pursuit. Oh, 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 That's such a sad way to put. Oh my God! That was oh, that was very
0: concise. That was like a horror story.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I don't do that stuff. But you two, oh, you do that. Oh my God! I can't imagine doing that. Oof.
2: Oh yeah, no. The moment the moment somebody says, "I," you know, I I like high and lowest now. The- <laughs> What? There's a there's oh, a real thigh slapper of a strip, and you're just like, ah, oh great. no, Beetle, Beetle Bailey. That made me laugh just the other day.
0: <laughs> you know who should be drawing the new Nancy? A man. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, that's actually God. that's usually what I get is the uh, people who come over and assume I have some fucking awful opinion oh, uh, really? uh, that they share. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Wait, what? Busy. Really?
1: In comics? Yeah, me
0: and Dean, Huh. Me and Dean Tripp have a pretty good story when we were sitting next to each other, but it's long and I'll share it with you later.
1: I All right, sure. Um, <laughs> so actually, something I thought I realized about this, too. Uh, John, you're ongoing. And, and, and I don't know um, if if uh, Dylan, you're familiar with this. John has this theory that uh, Columbo is a I'm sort of... It's such is just, no, 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 it's a good thing. No, no, it's a good theory. I enjoy <laughs> it, and I think I'm going <laughs> to... I mean, I think this episode kind of bolsters it a little bit. Um, Maybe. That Columbo is this antibody that goes through different genres of TV shows. Uh, sitcoms, things like that here and there. I think this one just felt very soap opera-ish to me at the start. So I think it could be yeah. Columbo kind of going into a soap opera where someone decided to murder someone and then just shutting that down. Because it's just feel of very much like some sort of just very overly dramatic 70s, 80s soap opera where you've got the big corporation, uh, the, the dowager who runs it, uh, the, the uh, son-in-law who she never trusted, the, the kind of uh, milk-sop son who shouldn't be running things. Uh, you've got the, Wheel, the daughter in a wheelchair. Exactly. And it seems, yeah, and the guy to kill someone and then Columbo just comes into this completely other TV show. I think it uh, very much fits in
0: with your theory, John. I... I'm with you, except it is so hard for me to figure out. I mean, soap opera, yeah, but what kind of soap opera takes place in a gothic mansion of an electronics expert who has a robot room? John, you have
1: not watched enough. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a ridiculous soap opera. That sounds exactly like a ridiculous soap opera. If I was to come up with some sort
0: of,
1: if I was to come up with some sort of just ridiculous. Crazy stereotype of a weird soap opera, that'd be one. I did, I'd, I, I'd go with it. Yeah.
0: I do feel super dumb for saying it because as I was describing it, I realized yeah. <laughs> you come through and it's like,
1: what? These ridiculous plot points that could never happen? What kind of soap opera would have that? A soap opera.
2: Okay, yeah. so well, Gina so Rollins is I, just coming off of Peyton Place.
0: Really? Yeah, good...
1: Oh, we'll see. There you go. Holy cow.
2: Yeah. Oh, she was gosh. in 19... 19- 67. She was uh, she was one of the regulars on Peyton Place, so oh, she hey. was she was coming off of being primarily a soap actress.
0: Did she did she take a bunch of the wardrobe with her? Because something has to explain that gardening outfit. You're <laughs> we <were laughs> laughing sort of our ass
2: Gardening outfit. Gardening. <laughs> Maybe they have when I, a, maybe they have a real gardener and this is this is like part of the the mom and husband's condescension to her. So they're like, "Oh yes, we let her garden." And then somebody goes out oh, and happens an yeah, to actually plant stuff.
0: Maybe. I and think actually, it's amazing that they they condescend to her so much but they let her wear long flowy sleeves while she's running around in a wheelchair. Well, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were going to come out and just find her under it. Well,
1: I I I found it interesting that they never explained exactly what happened? Is this a, a condition she's had uh, since childhood? Is this something that's recent? There was some sort of accident that perhaps the husband was responsible for. They never explain exactly what it was, which I kind of liked. They left that sort of ambiguous. It's out there in the open. You don't know what it is. Because yeah, a lot of a lot of I, shows I they would just thing. a lot of shows they would just sort of tell you exactly what happens. Like, oh, it's so tragic. Cause this happened. It's like you don't know. She just she's in a wheelchair. She lives her life. That's fine. So I thought it was well, interesting she pushes they did it.
2: About, she pushes back against Columbo, too, when he's, you know, th- th- terrified that his dog has hurt her. And she's like, I'm fine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's great. I'm not delicate. It's OK. People right. worry all the time. And he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. That is stupid.
0: Yeah. So it, I it did It made, pick me, wonder up. If, yeah, it made no. me wonder
2: if the writers maybe have somebody in the family who was in a wheelchair or something. Because it, it seemed... Personal and more progressive than one would expect from an episode in 1975.
1: Right, because she wants to get out of the house. She wants to run the company. She's sick of being stuck in that place.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which I th- I liked that aspect of the character a lot. But she's I... like, I'm fine, whatever, just let me do something. I didn't yeah. realize that, but RJ, yeah.
0: yeah. Now with it, uh, <clears throat> hmm. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Dylan, I hadn't thought about that scene with Columbo and Dog. And so when there's the confrontation between Roland's character and Werner's, I I didn't just see it. I saw it as her actually condemning him a little bit. Like she's kind of on to him or she agreed with her mother about his bad business sense. But yeah, the scene is just she wants to get the fuck out of the house and exactly. her mother's dead. She sees an opportunity. I didn't get that.
2: Yeah, she's, she's felt underutilized. I watched it six times.
0: <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, sorry. What was that,
2: She's she's tired of uh, being underutilized or right. underestimated exactly. and uh the fact that her mom is now dead has kind of opened up her lane a little bit and then when her when her husband tries to choke it right back out again, she's not having it.
0: Right. Mm. Yeah. Got yeah.
2: it. And she has she has a line early on about uh uh talking about her mother, how oh well she's just uh mad that I'm not her little girl anymore. I'm not anybody's little girl anymore. So it's just, there's this running theme throughout the episode of her being fed up with being infantilized.
1: Right, which which makes me almost think it, it's a long term condition that she's got
0: a little bit. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she lives in a child's room.
1: Yeah. The clown. oh yeah, right. The, the yes. Clown on a with big a clown. Hand
0: chair. Yeah.
1: Clown, clown doesn't.
0: <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh yeah. We, we, <laughs> did a, we did a Mrs. Columbo episode with evil. Where in that evil clown said it was an evil clown. RJ, no, the,
1: the clown gets murdered. The clown, the clown ventriloquist <laughs> dummy gets murdered. Oh boy, with a person in like a.
0: <sighs> no, actually,
1: no. The clown ventriloquist dummy
0: witnessed the murder. Right, he just witnesses a murder and then he's murdered. Yeah. Oh, crap. Welcome to Mrs. Columbo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see if so, we you know, get more the,
1: of this. <laughs> what
0: What What made Dylan surface in my attention, RJ? Yes. Well, when we were talking about Columbo is, Dylan, you were dropping legitimate knowledge about how well Columbo would fit into a comic book format.
1: Yeah, how, yeah, some, yeah it was on Twitter, you folks were talking about that, and, and how would that actually work, you think? Well, the,
2: I mean, the the big sell with Columbo is the intro where the audience actually knows who the murderer is. Because with murder she wrote and uh, other equivalent detective stories, it's always like, can you guess before Jessica Fletcher does? But with Columbo, it's all about just watching this this slowly tightening gyre around the murderer, and it's really it's really a matter of how is Columbo going to finally pin this person in. And the nice thing about uh, a A22 page comic or a graphic novel of a certain length is that uh, that kind of narrative formula is really handy. You have a very constructed beginning and then a formulaic end and the fun is all in the execution of that formula. Hmm. So the fact that this one is this one is so distinctive in murder mystery television I think makes it a good candidate for adaptation in that way. And I know there are a bunch of prose novels a bunch of uh, Colombo licensed novels, I believe. But uh, I, I think this would translate nicely. Also because the cinematography is so thoughtful in Colombo as compared to many equivalent shows.
1: Do you think you'd be able to compress like a 90-minute uh, story? Oh, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, you could do that into a comic. Uh,
2: you know, a single issue, that, maybe. I, well, wouldn't that be yeah, a single I,
1: issue? Well,
2: I don't know. It could the, be. I think the trick hmm. would be writing uh, original cases. Right for yeah. for comics, they wouldn't be adapting, say, this episode for a comic because, d- dear God, the,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, the, it's fine. The
2: clown alone would take too much explanation. But right. uh, you know, in the in the mid century, we had this great tradition of narrative comics that got in, did the did the plot, and got out again. Uh, and I, I think you could use the character of Columbo and the format of we see the murder at the beginning, could could be really good for structured short narrative. I wonder. Did I?
1: I haven't read nearly enough of them, and I need to. Like a bunch of the, the old EC, like uh, crime—not the horror stuff, but the crime comics. I wonder if any of them did stories like this at all, where you get that, where you have yeah the murder. Yeah. At the t- I know some of the horror ones did, where you see someone committing a terrible thing, and they get their sort of ironic mm-hmm. uh, what's coming to them at the end. But it, it's not always a straight out. Detective I would, figuring it out. I would thing. say but that would be someone has
0: on that. I would say the only thing in EC comics that's really distinct from the Columbo uh, process is the density of text.
1: Right. Because yes. those
0: ECs were cramming as much as they could. Columbo needs like some full page, sometimes just silence, sometimes just one figure in a panel and nothing. Right.
1: Yeah. A little a little air.
0: Right. A little air. Or him just just kind of
1: looking at, like, a couple panels going back and forth, looking at a thing far off, back to him looking at mm -hmm. it, back to it closer in, back to him even closer in, and just, like, seeing what's different that he's actually kind of witnessing and just figuring out,
0: hmm. (laughs) If it's a very serious episode, I totally have Bernie Kriegstein in my head right now.
1: Yeah, (laughs)
2: Yeah, that's exactly who I was thinking of, too.
0: Excellent. All right, let's go get him. <laughs> sure. uh, oh, sure.
2: I'll go get a black uh, I'll go get a black rooster. Uh, <laughs> you go get a stone table.
1: Uh, uh, close we come is like a hypnotized chicken. we can't get a black rooster, that's it.
0: Well as long the, as we have ceremonial,
2: if we have a ceremonial dagger, if one of you could just stop by the Chick fil A and get like a, a chicken sandwich, I'm sure that would do yeah, sure. for the sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Uh, I gotta say, I did a little looking while we were talking and, I mean, yeah, original adaptations are a little tricky they might come out like the Dell adaptations of the 60s, rather than the original stories, but I think RJ, I have one that would be fantastic, Death Hits the Jackpot
1: Oh, that would be a good
0: one Yeah Bare-armed, rip-torn dressed as a 17th century gentleman Yeah It's made for it
1: That would be pretty good, yeah <laughs> but actually, I, great. It, it, now I'm thinking it would be kind of fun to, yeah, do it as a Dell Gold Key wacky mm-hmm. thing almost too, with like the photo <laughs> cover, the photo cover, or even just to mock up a whole bunch of like a Gold Key a photo cover uh, comics
0: for Colombo episodes. Oh, just
2: oh yeah, that'd, that'd be, be that'd be really fun.
0: That'd kind of be nice. I I, I think probably will will both of us, you and I, do a couple of those. I could do that. I'm, write, I'm writing it down,
1: because there was something a while back that,
0: that got close
1: to that, but now with Columbo, that actually oh, yeah, would be really HBO good. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, the HBO thing, but this I think I like better than the HBO thing. Okay, yeah, this is good. I like I'm, this. I'm writing this down. Columbo Gold Key Covers. Talk about yourselves while I write this down. <laughs> this thing I, I, for an audience of two or three people, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying I to think, think
2: just, of... Uh... Just just seeing people's varying interpretations of the character would be really fun.
1: Well, that would be yeah. I mean, cuz I know a lot of people go uh, go around to the uh, the conventions, the comic book conventions and what have you. Uh and they'll have like a sketchbook that's like one theme for one character. Good lord, that'd be a great one. Just I'd be so it.
2: I'd be so happy if somebody commissioned me to draw Columbo. Just I, go would, to, I would just clap my hands.
1: Yeah, going around with a, a sketchbook and just uh, getting a sketchbook full of people drawing Columbos. Man, that would be nifty as heck. Hey kids, well, if anyone out there wants to do it, start doing that and uh, send the scans or photos in because we'll post the heck out of them because that's that's a fun idea.
0: Oh, I man. like that when we get to the end of the episode and we're asking what we have to pitch, Dylan's going to be, "Well, I can take commissions for Columbo drawings."
1: Yeah, go do it. Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah, go for it. If anybody I'm, wants I to actually... hire If anybody wants to hire me to edit this anthology of uh Columbo <laughs> short comics sure. i am available this fall uh i've huh. got lots of ideas hit <laughs> <laughs> me up
1: it'd be it, it would be uh, cheaper than uh, producing an entire tv show it'd well come and i we you go. guys
2: if we could work a Columbo murder she wrote crossover comic
1: oh, oh my gosh yeah I mean, putting, yeah that would be oh man that would be something weird huh just ride that gravy train. Because, I mean, oh, <laughs> Lord, didn't, they, didn't they do, like, a Star Trek Green Lantern thing a few years back? Some comic book company did. It's like, if you do that, you can do Columbo and Murder, She Wrote.
2: Well, and you Columbo and Murder, She Wrote, actually, they do share some producers.
1: Yeah. They, no, they, they, writers they have, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They have, they have did, a, yeah.
2: a joint history. The, so, I feel like they, they would meld better than many.
1: And, the, and, uh, and then you have uh, the annual, which uh, gets Matlock in there. Let's so, not forget...
0: The, one of the key it. writers on Mrs. Columbo was the co-creator of Murder, She Wrote.
1: Yeah, yeah I know, he, yes. he, so,
0: he's yeah. He's pretty honest about
2: that not being his best acting. <laughs> <ending. laughs>
0: but that was the step. That was the stepping stone.
1: Hmm. Uh, then Columbo. Well, <laughs> right, well so if you go if if down that road, then you got the uh, the uh, comic that has uh, Columbo as some sort of uh, cop testifying on some L.A. law case. With Stephen Bochco. <laughs> So there you go. It's oh, a nineteen eighties nineteen eighties Columbo, uh, run up against Ellie LA Law somehow, one of their cases. Well,
0: he appeared on Alias.
1: This is an entire. Oh yeah, it was that weird uh, thing for an ABC um, anniversary yeah, special. It like anniversary special. He thing was, it was. It was. It was kind. Of, it's kind of an unpleasant, sadish thing to watch a little bit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know this could be an entire Columbo verse comic series. Come on, IDW <laughs> Boom Studios. Get at us. We don't have the lights. But we can do it. Like,
2: I'm surprised there hasn't been like a Columbo meets Batman kind of nonsense Ugh, before. But now, now I, that really, said I it. really, I really, really searched, and I did not find anything.
0: Yeah, but you said it, and now it's going to happen. Wow. <laughs> <It's on> a- <laughs> oh wait, actually, um, uh, Gabriel Hardman did a Columbo Batman crossover. I got to go find it.
1: Well, like at one oh, time. Yeah, oh, that's right. That art it. piece. I remember. Yeah, seeing yeah, that yeah. A I just had the beautiful little art yes, piece. Yes, I
0: just right. remembered it.
1: I remember that. Yeah. Um. Okay, so we agree that this Colombo Comics idea is probably slightly more interesting than this episode was. All right. Good. Yes.
2: And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems. That seems fair. I mean, there's a, there was a lot going on in this episode. I think there's a, a lot to love and a lot to be uh, baffled by.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. So, so uh, let's start going around then. So, Dylan, your overall impressions of it, I mean, is that kind of it up for you, what you just said there? Or, I mean, yeah, the good and the bad, of, what do you uh, think?
2: It's kind of a lovable hot mess. Ah,
1: <laughs> there you go, yes. <laughs> that's 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 pretty accurate. Me, I, I kind of feel I, it's... I mean, of course, being a 70s one, it's already better than, you know, 80, 90% of the uh, later era ones. But still, for me, it just kind of sits there. It's okay. It's it's all right. It It's, yeah, I just don't feel like there are some where flipping around on a Saturday, Sunday morning and some cable channels running Columbo, you know, like, oh, hey, this one. I haven't seen this one in a while. I'm going to watch this. I don't feel like I'm gonna stop at this one if it's on. Like, oh, it's it's that one with a bowl cut German. Oh, hey, look, here's a law. Here, here's a Law and Order I've seen five times on TNT. Okay. Oh, I like this one. Oh, there's old Briscoe going at it with someone. Yeah, I'm, I'm more apt to do that. It's it's yeah, it's weird. I feel kind of bad that I feel that way about it, but another way, I kind of understand why it took us this long to get to this one. Uh the run yeah of you
2: you you had to get through all of the Robert Culp episodes,
1: right, which took us longer yes. than I thought it would actually wait, John, is this wait. our last seventies one before the end?
0: uh, yeah, I think we've got three nineties to go, oh my <laughs> gosh,
1: wow oh, oh we should have planned that better, oh well,
0: okay, <laughs> well, <laughs> Oops. okay You've we gotten gotten through all the <laughs> Shatner.
1: yeah, we all the Shatner. Yeah, we, we yeah we're we're full up on Shatner yeah. Would you, oh, would you boy, like I'm me so sorry. The, the Shatner Shed. That's uh, it's already stacked up like cordwood. That's done. We're I actually,
0: I think I can tell you the three we have left to go, if it'll help diminish I know, I story. know,
1: I know. No, I think I know what it is. I know what it is. It's okay. um,
0: uh,
1: Uneasy Lies of the Crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Billy Connolly Orchestra one, which is what? Murder with Too Many Notes? With too Many Notes? Yeah. And then... Uh,
0: the George Wendt episode. Yeah, plus, those three. Uh, plus plus, you plus you a were couple of... You one more more Mrs. Columbus.
1: Yeah, one or two more Mrs. Columbo. So s- people have been on before. We might be asking you to do that one, so stop answering your emails when you see it's from us. Um,
2: <laughs> Not noted.
1: Yeah. John. Yes, sir. Uh, how would you rate this one?
0: Well, I tell you what. First up, there is something I, I forgot to mention. I only mentioned it because of the 87th uh, Precinct.
1: Uh-oh.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, connection, which is Gina Rowlands was on the 87th Precinct uh television series. Oh, really? Oh, weird. I a recurring character. She played Teddy Carella, who's the deaf mute wife of one of the detectives. Okay. Um, huh. yeah, she's actually in four different episodes, which is pretty good for her television career. Cause it was usually one or two guest appearances for most things. She had like, anyway, yeah. in place. That's the other one. Right. So this episode, uh, Talking about it, clearly, the bit where I got hypnotized watching it was a product of nothing really happening of note. I guess it's not a great episode.
1: Yeah, it's um, weird. Yeah.
0: But there's a lot I do like about it a lot, which is I do like Roland's and, and Werner and Falk's performances. I think the scene in the, in the deli slash bar is great. It just doesn't come together. So I am forced, I'm afraid, to give it... Uh, <laughs> out of. <laughs> No, I'm not done yet. But that's more entertaining than the episode. <laughs> uh, oh. There you
1: go. Okay. Thank Shut you. <clears throat> thank you. Thank you, John. Um, yeah, boy, I really want to see an ongoing Columbo comic, or at least an anthology, or some sort of a I few one-offs. I think that would be... Man, I think that would sell a little bit. I mean, enough. Good. I mean, comics... The mainstream ones don't sell that much these days. I think a Columbo one would do well enough. I think we would do fine. I, don't I, know.
2: I agree with you, obviously.
1: Yeah, I think, that, I think they'd do great. Anyway. Uh, all right, so uh, Dylan, what are you working on these days, and where should people go on the Internet to find that information out?
2: I'm glad you asked me that question.
1: I love to, I love to help people plug things.
2: For once in my life, I have a very easy answer. Uh, I have a comic that's debuting on July 25th.
1: Oh, so this is this is coming out after that, so as people listen yeah, to this, they'll be able to get it. People can already
2: get it. Exactly, yeah,
1: yes, so where? What is it? Tell us. Right
2: now, it's called The Long Con. Uh, this is the first issue of 10. I am, oh. uh, I'm one of the co-writers. I did not draw this one, thank you. God, uh, but it, and the reason why I did not draw this one is uh, that its premise is what would happen if the apocalypse struck during Comic-Con and everybody was trapped inside. Oh, no. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's, that's, that's the comic. So five, five years later, uh, an intrepid journalist discovers that uh, they're still alive in there and goes in to try to uncover the secret of their survival.
1: Oh, good Lord. Oh, my God. Yeah, a little
2: a little oh. chill runs down the spine of everybody who's ever been to a Comic Con. So uh go go ahead and pick that up at your local comic book store. Cool.
1: Is it available online any place too, digitally, as if people can uh, look if, find it that way or
2: uh it's published by Oni Press, so it should be available on Comixology as well as in your local comic store. And then there will be a trade collection of the first half of the story coming out probably early next year sometime.
1: Nice, great. Uh, John. Yes, sir. What, what What do you got going on?
0: What What, uh, what are your great. irons in the fire? You uh, can now pre-order the League of Regrettable Sidekicks, heroic helpers hey! from comic book history. Great. The third and final book in the Regrettable series of of bathroom readers. Awesome. Uh, which I believe it comes out October twenty third, and okay. I will be doing a book tour then. So, I think the podcast will probably. No, it probably won't be over by the time... No, the no, no. We've got another, in. like,
1: uh, probably... Let's see, three, four, five episodes left. Yeah, we've got to, like, a 2028,
0: 20, so we're good. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're not going to make it. Uh, yeah, so I'll be doing a book tour in October, I'll let you know that. but in the meantime, you can pre-order it, and outside of that, I don't think there's anything coming out.
1: Cause... And inside of that, it's too dark to read. Alright, well, that's a show yeah. for this time around. <laughs> uh, thank <laughs> you, Dylan, for doing the program. Uh, thank, My pleasure. And, and and you you helped make a kind of... Uh, not a stellar episode of Columbo, uh, much, much easier to talk about. Um, So thank you for doing that. (laughs) I'm
2: glad I could do something meaningful today.
1: Thank you for doing that. Um, You can listen to other episodes of Just One More Thing at jmtpodcast.com or look for us in the TV and film section of uh, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iTunes, what have you, if you want to, as we're winding down the stretch, uh, leave a couple of nice positive reviews. You'd leave negative ones, but we ignore those, but leave nice positive ones, because that kind of helps their <laughs> standings, or whatever them.
0: that means. No, we don't ignore them. We, we look at them. <laughs> Not once have we ignored a negative review. We have made That's entire true. episodes. Yeah,
1: yeah we, we read them, I send the excerpts to John, I cry, I gnash my teeth, I rend garments, uh, whatnot. Um... If you want to follow us on social media, we're on JMT Podcast. On Twitter, where uh, we like uh, watching out for uh, people mentioning Columbus stuff, uh, retweeting, amplifying, all that stuff. Um, and on Tumblr, we're also JMT... Wait, are we JMT Podcast or just some more thing on there? I have not looked at it no, in such a long time. J- JMT J- Podcast, J- podcast J- on Tumblr. Yeah. Um, Nailed it. Well, because, Nailed it. Well, because lately we've been doing, like, one of these episodes every three months, so I don't yeah I don't <laughs> think that often you see the social media and everything. I. Um, yeah, where uh, once we put up a new episode, John puts up his further thoughts on the pro on the episode, and also a bunch of screen caps from the darn thing. Um, if you want to write to us, uh, we like getting our emails uh, from our folks. We like reading them on the uh, fake internet radio air. Uh, write to us at Colombo at thecitydesk.net. dot That's program for this time around. We'll see you next time with one of those last three episodes. Or hey, Mrs. Colombo, I'm RJ White.
0: I'm John
1: Morris. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you very much.
0: Oh, listen, just one more thing. May I have the gun? Is this loaded? It's loaded, Lieutenant. Is the safety catch on or off? On. Would you take it off? Hate guns. Would you go up on the stairs and watch? Am I uh, to assume
2: that you're going to shoot the gun? In the scent box?
0: Yes, sir, but you don't have to worry about the bullet going through to the floor. I've tried this before.
1: Why don't you use a blank cartridge?
0: Wouldn't sound the same. It never does. All set out there? All set! All right, Mr. Lenwick. Thank you. You want to put your fingers in your ear? This thing can make a lot of noise. I can handle it. I wish I could say the same.